Hello and welcome to Tub Talk, Pop Culture Ranked, I think is the, the tagline that we're going with. This is a new podcast from the Cage Club Podcast Network. We are four dudes, in our white, straight white dudes, which is going to be established very... <laughs> is that how we introduce ourselves now? Oh, we're, we're straight white dudes. No, but like we this talked is, to, This is the straight white podcast. Can you explain who, who <laughs> your audience fucking is? Fucking chicks and being white. So we're, we're four guys in a fantasy baseball league. And uh, we have a lot of opinions about pop culture, and I'm usually just the moderator. My name is Joey Lewandowski. I co-founded the Cage Club Podcast Network, and I am uh, allowing this platform for ranking pop culture here on our network. We are going to kick things off every every two weeks. We're going to release a new episode. We're going to kick things off with the top 100 songs. Uh, from each of my three panelists from the 1980s and 1990s. You're white, heterosexual panelists and with all four working limbs. Yeah. I <laughs> just want to clear up, we're, we're heterosexual white men. I was, I was going to cut that out, but I mean, now I guess I can't. <laughs> so You better cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> we drew inspiration because earlier this summer... Rolling Stone, put out their, Rolling Stone put out their list of the 100 greatest songs of this century so far. So we all have those lists we're going to record today. That's going to come out next year sometime. But we also are going to start things off with 1980 to 1999. But before we get into there, let us sort of establish our credentials. You know, in terms of our five favorite things of the year, but just, you know, give, give a taste of who you are as a person. Uh, to my left, first up, Tom Mansaranis. Tom, what are, what are your five favorite things, moments events, activities of 2018. Thank you, Joseph. It's been an interesting year. I mean, I think we can all agree for uh, for various reasons. I-, I managed to find five things out of this dumpster fire of a year that actually kind of made it worth it. My number five is uh, legalized sports gambling. Ooh. Um, clap, 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 clap. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Not that illegal sports gambling has ever stopped anybody from doing it in the past. It certainly hasn't stopped me, but... Um, I just appreciate the convenience of it now. I can do it right from my phone, like the lazy asshole that I am, laying on the couch, watching sports, vo- uh, betting in real time. And it's also nice to see New Jersey, which I'm a little sensitive to like the New Jersey jokes that I get from New Yorkers. Oh, yeah, we all live in New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, and I work in New York City. Straight, straight. guys. <laughs> White. I, I work in New York City, and all I hear uh, is jokes about New Jersey. And it's nice that we're actually like taking the lead and kind of getting out in front of something for once. So legalized sports gambling, number five. Number four uh, is a show that uh, was on Netflix this year. It came out of nowhere for me anyway, called The End of the Fucking World. Ooh. It wasn't my favorite show of 2018, but it was the most pleasant surprise that i found on tv in 2018 i loved it because it was a show that began super dark and depraved and actually like um found humanity as the show went on yeah it's short it's bite-sized it's eight episodes that are that are not even like a standard 22 minute network uh, half hour yeah they're it's crazy yeah they're like 18 minutes 19 minutes the two leads uh i don't know how old they are in real life they play 17 year olds on the show are fantastic it's like a john hughes film but like mixed with murder with lots of murder uh, it's really good. Uh, I highly recommend it. And Graham Coxon from Blur did the music. I did not know that. Mm, is that true? That's the voice of Blur's biggest true. fan, Bob Fisher. Wow. <clears throat> you can, if you have a sick day or you're taking days off for the holidays, I, I, I watched it all on a sick day. You can knock the entire show out in like three and a half, four hours. Yep. Had a perfect ending. So that, which is why it's a shame that there's going to be a season two. But yeah. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Wait, does the world end? No. Yes. Fuck. N- no. 
Okay. <laughs> it does not. Number three is watching television with the closed captioning on. It's oh. something it's it's something that I discovered in twenty eighteen. <laughs> And uh, it just made the experience so much better. This podcast brought to you by WeBuyGold.com and Dilasec. It's It's just made the experience so much better. I don't know why. I don't know why I started doing it, but I like it. It's it's improved my television watching habits. Because we have we need a news ticker and a crawl. What I genuinely think it is, is that I've always been a visual learner. I've always been one of those mm. people who has to like read something to understand it as opposed to hearing it. And I think that this finally, I was just like, oh yeah, this makes sense. I should be doing this. I think it also helps me when I do it, pay more attention. Yeah. Also, too many shows are mixed too low nowadays. Yeah. Like, I think I... I, think I well, Andy Rooney has just joined us. <laughs> I think I started doing it because I'm pretty sure, now that I'm thinking about it, that I was watching that episode of the americans where they were mumbling for 20 minutes and i was like what the fuck is going on in this show uh, and i had to turn the closed captioning on to figure it out did you I'm, write them a letter i am a i am a <laughs> i am a 35 year old straight, straight white, white male man. getting older by the second right now <laughs> my number two on a more sincere note is uh the npr tiny desk concerts i was very grateful for those in 2018 I've been a fan of the Tiny Desk Concerts for a really long time. Uh, 2018 made me appreciate them even more. Uh, it's a fantastic way to uh, hear the artists you love in a new context, but also to discover new artists. Um, they do a great job of curating the, the people that they get on it. And I particularly enjoyed what they do for rap music. Rap music is not is a genre that's not inherently built for live performance, or at least is much harder to do well in live performances. And I feel like the Tiny Desk setup, for whatever reason, brings out the best in a lot of uh, rappers. It makes them think of new ways to bring their songs to life, and, and I, I just really appreciate it. I think, you know, two recently, one was uh, Tyler, the Creator's Tiny Desk concert. I don't even know if that was 2018. It might have been last year. Earlier this year, Mac Miller's who um, I've never, you know, uh, obviously Mac Miller died earlier this year. I've never been the biggest fan of his. He has some songs that I've loved, some songs that I haven't loved. But I watched right before he died. He, he did his Tiny Desk concert about a month before he died, right before. And I watched it. A, it was a beautiful presentation of his new album, which is really good. But B, you could see that life was weighing on him. And it was a really incredible kind of 15 minutes of music. So shout out to the Tiny Desk concert people for continuously providing really great performances. My number one should not come as a surprise specifically to Joey, but Chris Cornell. No, no, it's, uh, it's the, the ascension of Chris Cornell into heaven where he belongs. You'll understand these jokes in the next 10 weeks. Yeah, no, it is, it's not, it's not Chris Cornell. Chris Cornell finally got to go to heaven after bringing us to heaven after my favorite thing of the year was sharing my love of Chris Cornell with my friends. Uh, no, that's actually been one of the worst parts of 2018. <laughs> The Casey Musgraves album, Golden Hours, oh, yes. my, my favorite album of the year. It's why I, I'm obsessed with new music. Like, I, I love music. We all love music around this table. I'm obsessed with new music, and I'm continuously, like, obsessed with finding new music. And this is a good example why, because I never would have expected to like a modern-day mainstream country album. But uh, right before it came out, a lot of people that I trust and respect had really good things to say about it. And I gave it a shot. I wound up listening to it for the first time on a plane to Greece. And the first two songs came on. And I was like, all right, this is like kind of good. Like I could, I can get into it a little bit. And by the end, and by the last song, there were like literally fucking tears in my eyes on a plane. It was pathetic. But I've grown to love the album more and more. I think it's because uh, for two reasons. One, even though it is a very kind of mainstream country in certain respects, it's also weird. And there are lots of weird flourishes and weird touches to it, like... There's in one song, there's a vocoder that sounds like it came out of a Daft Punk album. And there's 
all these weird little touches. There's all these like open jazz chords that, that just give it like a kind of a different sound. I also think it's an album about falling in love and uh, falling in love with somebody, but also falling in love with life. And um, I think in 2018, when so much of the year was garbage and there was so much to feel bad about constantly, that was just a nice little change of pace. It was a nice refresher. It's my favorite thing about 2018. I never listened to it. I don't know if you would like it. I mean, you might like oh. you might like some songs. You might not like others. Well, it's but... like country, right? Well, so Bob, you yeah. partially again. Yeah, some I of it. you Mance knows you better than I do, but considering I think that you and I have very similar music tastes, like what I know of you, <laughs> what you like, and I love it. I think you would. I think you would like it. Yeah, it's hard not to like. All right, I'll it's it. very popular. Yeah, there, there's. I mean, there's some some stuff in that. Who would you compare her to? I, I don't know because I don't have a good enough knowledge base about what else is going on in in country nowadays right. to compare. But like Garth Brooks, maybe she has a creamy, pretty like <laughs> no. cr- pretty creamy voice. Yeah, she's sultry, but not like yeah, s- not smoky sultry. Just it's not like, like sweet swangy. sultry. Oh, I'm getting confused. <laughs> <laughs> just listen to it. I've only listened to like one song, so I, <laughs> I'm really pulling this right out of my ass. I can't tell if we're describing a singer or like a barbecue sauce, but. Um, there are a couple of songs on the album that are like straight popular country, like pop that you might not like, but there's a lot that's a little bit more subtle, a little bit more like kind of old folky that you might be into. Do you like Sheryl Crow? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Then you you dig it. I don't really like Sheryl Crow. I don't know, I don't know why I said yes. <laughs> really? I think I wanted to be positive, but Cheryl Crow's she's good. Fine. She's fine. Yeah. yeah, I mean, she married Lance Armstrong. That was kind of remember, big well. She yeah, covered she "Sweet did. Child of Mine" on the Big Daddy soundtrack. I remember that. <laughs> I don't think so. He has less than the regular amount of testicles. Yeah. He has any? He has no balls or one ball? He has, he has one. one. Oh, he's good. <laughs> All right, Bob. Oh. Bob Fisher. Next up, newest member to the Fancy Baseball League. There's no music on my list. I have very little pop culture on my list, even though that's the point of the podcast, but it's okay. Do do your thing, Yeah, Bob. I don't know what my pop culture I have on here. The first thing I have, I don't, any of you guys even like comic books at all? Is that something? A little bit. That, no? A little no. bit? So I, I don't gr- dislike I grew them, up, I don't... my dad reading to me, like, Crisis on Infinite Earths and okay. the Death and Return of Superman. So, like, those two series had a very formative impact on sure. my childhood. But other than, like, I, I, you know, I read some stuff now, but not too much. Okay. So my number five thing is Tom King's ongoing run on Batman. Which led to Batman and Catwoman, whatever. Wait, what bang? did they do? They bang? You're really hard selling it, right? Now. <laughs> you brought us to the edge. Well, there. they're, they're going to get married, and then oh. and then it's some stuff happens, but it's like a very long uh, thing. I've never liked Batman as a character, and I never liked reading Batman comics. But Tom King really really brought it around. It's, it's really really good, and he's like sixty or seventy issues in, into his run. It's political. It's it's uh, you know dealing with uh, the brutality, reactionary issues within violence and in, in, in these things so it's a uh, i like it it's good number four is uh, a nice a nice windbreaker you get a nice windbreaker in, in, in you, like theoretically or did you actually get a nice windbreaker or do you like the concept of windbreakers right. uh, it's the concept of windbreakers <laughs> so <wait a> <laughs> Okay. Is that that's you something? Write a list of the best things of the year, and you don't have the thing. Well, look, there's some qualifying issues here, right? Because we have unseasonably warm December right now, and it's it's also like rainy. So, like, you get a nice windbreaker that's maybe also waterproof, <laughs> and, then, and then you can uh, you can go out in this kind of weather and not get sick, and, yeah. and it protects you against the. Ele- I think what I'm getting at is that it's important to protect yourself against the elements. 2018, the year Bob discovered. Coats. I don't. I'm not trying to hijack your point here, but it's specifically a bummer to me because one of the top things of 2018 for a couple of us, my cousin got married in Scotland. Shout out, real and Tina, and 
on my way to the airport, I realized I didn't bring a raincoat, so I went to Bill's work clothes and I bought a fifty dollar nice waterproof Carhartt windbreaker. Fuck it was the yeah. nicest one I ever had in my life. Wore it to Scotland, got dumped on in Edinburgh, saved my life. Brought it home. Now it's missing. I oh lost no. it. Oh. I don't have your windbreaker, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so well, I think you're making my point for me that it's like it's like the nice windbreaker was changes exactly your life. It was a highlight yes. for you, and then yeah, you got to protect yourself from the elements. That's what I'm saying. You get a cold. I thought the the story's gonna go a different way because when we were in Scotland, we were like prepared for rainy weather the entire week, and like we had a beautiful week of weather for the most part, way nicer and way sunnier and way clearer for the most part than I expected. Oh, it was, it was gorgeous, but, yeah, but you did, but you you got dumped on two days. Yeah, yeah, that's, you know, yeah. that's, that's, why you, that's, that's why you. That's why you do what Bob is suggesting you Number do. Four. So, so is it a 2019 goal to actually own <laughs> one of these? Yeah, I'm gonna get one of those windbreakers. Maybe it'll crack the top three next year I'm if gonna, he I owns think a windbreaker. I'm gonna update you guys because it's like a seasonal thing. You can wear a windbreaker in the summer too. I wasn't gonna. No, you can't. If, if, well, it's a windbreaker. <laughs> I wasn't gonna get you a. Uh, I wasn't gonna get you a Christmas gift this year, but maybe now. Well, then my work here is done. I think we can close this podcast up. All right, Bob, what's your number three? Setting up a Patreon account. Uh, for Bob's no. windbreaker, by the way, cagecloud.com backslash Patreon backslash Bob backslash <laughs> windbreaker backslash breaker. <laughs> I got some ideas for a Patreon at the end of this. Uh, at the end of this thing, we'll we'll get to that. We do have a Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Cage Club, if you want to contribute to the network. Bob, what's your number three? Uh, my number three is, and I think you guys have very different opinions about this, but is the the documentary from John Boyce and Felix Biederman, uh, "Fighting in the Age of Loneliness," which is an MMA, a documentary. Oh, about oh, MMA. oh, yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you watch the whole thing? Uh, no, I watched the first two episodes. Did you Did you watch the whole thing? No, I watched the trailer. I watched the whole thing. Watch yeah. the whole thing. I watched yeah. the whole and thing. Then I listened too. to the the podcast where they kind of talked about it afterwards. I don't. I, I have no interest in MMA at all. Right. I like. I'm kind of grossed out by that sort of violence. Very. But like, what I the thing that I like about the the documentary, and and this is one of my favorite things in the world, is like tricking douchey people into watching something that they think they're going to like and then laying a very hardcore political point on them and it does that really really well it talks about the you know the exploitation and and all of those sort of like a lot of marxist-ish points ab- about that and it's uh it's felix biederman from the chapo trap house and john boys from uh chart party is that what it's called on sb nation sb nation yeah sb nation there are some aesthetic things that it, that it lacks I think that's what that's yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. But um, I, I think the overall the the writing is really strong, and I I showed it to a class full of students, and uh, it made them all laugh really hard in multiple parts. That's, great. that's awesome. You know, it's funny. Yeah, I mean, like I I don't I wouldn't say that I was disappointed by it, but like I didn't consider it from what you just said. Like it had a stated or unstated objective mm-hmm. of hitting a certain audience a certain way, and and that totally retroactively and instantly makes me like it more than yeah. I did when I sat down at the table only because I was like excited for it when I heard it was coming yeah. out only because I had just discovered like you know this Felix Biederman and Joppo and all that stuff and I was like oh cool like let's let's get some momentum on being a fan of these guys and I loved that 1770 76 thing and like aesthetically that thing was yeah. so like ambitious and crazy and like indiscernibly weird whereas when this one kind of laid it out so like traditionally uh, yeah. yeah yeah and even the subject matter was very traditional the right. fact that the visuals were very repetitive and like not really necessary for anything that's right I, I was a little bummed out by that which even even if they're trying to achieve the goal that you stated like yeah then it should be more flashy you know it should should disguise itself a little bit better I than think being it, like a weird repetitive 
It looks as though, to, like, to me, it looks almost as though it were, like, it's very low budget. It's a YouTube documentary, right? Made up of, like, uh, you know, essentially, like, graphic design. Yeah. It's not like they're not licensing anything. I don't know exactly what the division of labor on this project was, but typically on John Boyce's stuff for SB Nation, like, he writes, produces, does all the graphics. Like, yeah. He, he I, does assumed everything. I assumed it was his hand the whole time. Yeah. Like, that's what I assumed. Incredible. Yeah. 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 But but just seeing what he had done before, I was like, oh, well, yeah. this is just weird and kind of the same thing. And, and just like it seemed a little overly self-important because it kept reminding you it was like part one. Here's where you are in the general <laughs> in the larger story. I like You're that only stuff. Here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's like a map before like a uh, Tolkien book. But like, I guess so. That much. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I'm bogarting. Your <laughs> no, 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 no. It's totally. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, should we move on to number, number two? Number two is uh, Axel Rose's Twitter feed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let me read some of my favorite excerpts <laughs> from Axel Rose's Twitter feed. What defies law and common sense is Jeff Sessions himself. <laughs> okay, there's another one where uh, someone named Bishop Talbert Swan posted a thing of a 12-year-old entrepreneur selling his rap CD at the mall, and he was detained by a cop who said, You're 12? You're about to go to jail. And Axel Rose responded by saying, Come do that to me, you fucking pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be waiting. As though Axl Rose is selling his CD at the mall. <laughs> Axl selling his bootleg CD at the mall, and these cops are going to arrest him. Hey, Bob, I want you to, to tell the, the podcast listeners what the, the stylistic choices of, of Axl oh, Rose is. Oh, I'm getting there. Okay, good. Okay, ready? Most of us in America have never experienced anything this obscene at this level in our lifetimes. And if we as a country don't wake up and put an end to this nonsense... Now it's something we definitely will all pay hard for as time goes on, right? And Axel employs what I'll say is the GNR style <laughs> of every time he says R. The he, GNR he, style guide. He uses he uses the letter R, and every time he says and, he goes with an N apostrophe. <laughs> and he sticks th- with this aesthetic through the most serious of all tweets, including tweets about uh, Khashoggi, Tweets about uh, like all the most serious things, like like children being put in cages at the border. He's like truly dedicated to a brand, and you can't like I'm gonna hit this point again and again over over, over the next couple of weeks. Like you should you should expect there to be like a, a little like sidebar part of this podcast that's like just Axel's Twitter feed. Oh God. Uh, so yeah, that's that's number two. And number one is uh, a book that I don't know. Uh, I, I actually don't know how popular it is. Not on all these that many of these lists, but it's the Overstory by Richard Powers, which is sort of like a, a book about environmentalism and why it's important. To... Is that the book that you said that if a list doesn't include that one, yeah. the list should be thrown out? Yeah. If you, if it's not on the list, like I don't think it was on the New York Times best like like best books of 2018 list. And like the New York Times is is obviously just like trash anyway, right? We're we're done with the New York Times as a as a group. Yeah, it's funny because it's still my my homepage when I open my browser and I haven't read even a headline. Yeah, in months. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if, if we can't if we don't like like them on they they seem to be just full of shit about everything. So like, why would we uh, trust them about what the best books are? Their crossword puzzle is great. Yeah, shout out to Will Shorts. I'm on a hundred and twenty five day streak right now. You know, I think Matt and I in when we were in study hall my senior year of high school. I think there was one day when we did the crossword puzzle and everything else on that page and completed it in one study hall period. Me, you, Dan Bisty, and Joe Doraki. Like, like a hard copy of the New York Times? Yeah, I think so. Did you bring that? I don't remember. Because I don't think they had it. Like, I they would yeah. run off copies of the Asbury Park 
press. Oh, right? Have I this whole time thinking that we had done the New York Times? Exactly, <laughs> that's very part of press. I mean, you could totally see half of Fuck. the family circle, fucking or the family family circus strip oh, right next shit. to it. Okay, new number one, <laughs> family circus. <laughs> <laughs> the most consistently funny. Shout out Bill Keen. <laughs> He's got to be dead, right? It's his kid running it, right? That was yeah. That he, he passed the torch. Yeah, or they grabbed the torch off of his lifeless body. Whatever, however it <laughs> yeah. worked. Another great list. Thank you, Bob. Hey. All right, Matt Early, the co-commissioner of our I expect a little league. more optimism out of your list. <laughs> do you know Bob? Bob? <laughs> I know. Matt yeah, Early, co-commissioner with me of our Fantasy Baseball League. Matt, what are your top five favorite things? All right, so I made a list before. I did a top ten ranking, and then I had a separate list of, like, I, I just wrote everything down that I liked, and some of them I was like, all right, let me these are the top ten and do some honorable mentions. But because we're just doing five, I'm just going to pick five that I wanted to highlight, uh, and I'll just briefly sidebar mention uh jake degrom cy young fucking a let's go let's go mets lgm yeah and movie wise shout out buster scruggs too that shit's great first part of it is the best shit ever it is really good at the beginning all right first thing i'll mention big ass scallops that me and lisa got at this place <laughs> local 130 in asbury park we were staying at my mom's over the summer went to the fish market and we went in and i'm like i'm gonna get some scallops or whatever see what they got and he he had these fucking scallops that were like the size of your fist and i was like all right give me you know six of those scallops it was fucking like 40 dollars. anyway grilled them marinated them grilled them and it was by far without a doubt the best thing that i ate all year i still dream about that fucking meal partially because i made it myself partially because uh, i fucking love scallops uh, in the summertime i also love scallops i'm very curious how did you make them so i, I brought them into the kitchen put them in a little rat <laughs> i brought them I, to the kitchen i put them in my hand i used the other hand to open the door i walked in the door as <laughs> upright citizens brigade let me take notes that? here remember that Okay, bring them into the kitchen and then. No, no, yeah. So uh, marinate them in. Uh, First, buy a house. <laughs> olive, oil, olive oil, salt, pepper, and lemon. Okay. For like two hours in the fridge. Uh, oh, and some cilantro. All right. And then get the grill hot, clean it. Grill. Grill. Outside. Oh, get the grill hot, clean nice. it. Get that Rub grill some hot. olive oil on it. Yeah. And then Rub that grill down. Cook them like hamburger patties. They were massive. Wow. All right. All right. Is that your number? What number is that? Five or four? Or That's three? just. I mean, <laughs> they're just. Th- they're just th- wait, th- no. Let me clarify. Let me clarify. The, I have a. I have five of my list of things that I'm going to mention, but I have one clear number one. Okay. So I only have one ranked thing. Okay. Okay. Everything else is just whatever. The guy who played Han Solo in Solo, Alden Errol, surprisingly Errol. excellent. Wow. That movie. So controversial. So, so in retrospect, I saw the Last Jedi in the theater. Thought it was great. Loved Leia flying through space and loved the whole silent Death Star getting shot in the air. Starters were getting blown in half. Spoilers. Loved it. Fuck spoilers. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then I watched it for Fuck a second spoilers. time. And I, I hated every single second of that movie. Except for the this the sound free like thing wow. blasting through the thing. I hated every scene. I hated every fucking line of dialogue. I think it's a piece of shit. I hate that movie. With that in mind, I totally ignored Solo when that came out and I was just like, fuck it, that's that's horse shit. And all the stories you heard about how you needed an acting coach and they switched directors. Yep. I'll say this. That is the best new Star Wars movie by a mile. Since they started remaking those movies, Solo's the best one, and that guy is fucking awesome. Also, Donald Glover's amazing he as is. a young... Uh, and that, that kid is also Lando. the best part of Hail Caesar, too. Or yeah, he's, he's great. Or that a tour so simple. He's great, and he got a lot of shit, and the fact that they're not making those type of Star Wars movies anymore... I mean, my official word on it is I don't give one fuck. <laughs> but, like, it's a shame that he I'm has to bear first. that cross. He was great. So, so that's what I have to say about that. I thought it was okay. Oh, I fucking loved it. I really liked it. Did well, yeah. I, I'll go on. But I really like most things. 
you'll probably get onto the, onto some of that other stuff. So I won't mention the pop culture stuff. All right, uh, no, not really. Funniest he- joke of the year was uh, Trump's Cohen tweet. Oh yeah. boy! Yeah. I, no, that was a that was. A I, good I one. encourage anyone seeking legal counsel to not retain the services of Michael Cohen. <laughs> like it was. That's a that is a good delivery of a fucking joke. That was more a, of a Bernie Sanders impression than. Yeah, a, yeah. you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. I appreciate it though. You're right. They're both from New York. Yeah, <laughs> but but and yeah, and they have the same general panache. They're both old, straight, white. They're men. off the grid. In one way or another, but one yeah, of them is no, good listen, and one of them is evil. Respect where respect is due. That fucking was a great. Del- the dude just flipped on him. He had spent like the last six months defending his honor, and then the dude immediately flips on him. So he he. That's a good joke. That's a good joke. It's the best joke of the year. Oh boy, <laughs> you gotta see that. You gotta see the material past the window pane, man. It was a good joke. Agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. But why is it not a objectively an alien looking at it and getting only the situational context? <laughs> how is it not a good joke? All he's doing is saying the opposite of what he means. It's just like regular irony. You can do that with anything. But he's the president of the United States. <laughs> he's talking to, like that's the <laughs> situation. More funny. It makes it. It, it look, does. The whole well, thing is that's in, the is insanity. The whole yeah. thing is insanity. And you're watching this guy throw these like supposedly like witty like he thinks he's witty and he thinks he's he's on top of it and he's just throwing haymakers in every conceivable direction and in this particular case because he's personally wounded and it's almost it's as close as he's going to get to self-deprecating that's on display in a simple like cat skills fucking style but damn like it's a good fucking uh, yeah whatever the context of the I, joke I, 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 I understand why someone would not like that joke. If he wasn't making the world actively worse. Yeah, we're talking. Yeah, we're there'd be oh, a, I don't there'd, think be a, be a, there'd be a lot to appreciate yeah. about the situation that we're in right now. Okay. We are white, <laughs> straight men, anti-Donald Trump. Yeah, well, we all have beards. Anti-Donald so Trump. Says something. Do we all have beards? Fuck. All right. <laughs> podcast, ah. podcast over. Only one Wounded. of us is flannel, though. So, I mean, there's something there. There's flannel, sweatshirt, t-shirt. Sweater, yeah. all representations of our no wind- <laughs> of, of, of our <laughs> no aged whiteness, but yeah. no windbreaker. The other thing I want to mention, movie-wise, the moment of the year, moment that the single moment of watching a movie that I will remember probably longer than anything else I've seen in the last five years. Mr. Hands. In <laughs> and, and I don't know if this is a spoiler if people have seen this or not, but the Peter Jackson World War One thing where he oh, they yet. shall not grow old, where he where he. Takes the, col- the, the colorized, footage. yeah, yeah, you know, and it's night. It's 2018, so it's the hundred year anniversary of the armistice, and I'm always fascinated. Obviously, the Dan Carlin uh, podcast, and like, I, I've, but I've always just been completely fascinated by it. It's like it's history, um, the Wizard of Oz to me. I can. It, it was the first time I could imagine what maybe that felt like to somebody who had never seen a color movie before and went to the theater and like was just had their. Pants pulled down, and pu- again, just got their mind blown. Well, what do you think happens <laughs> to the theater? Yeah, we, I got mind blown, in? not pants. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you know, when you go to the movie theater, they pull your pants down. <laughs> but 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 he 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 takes to say that he colorized and to say that he slowed down existing footage is a complete. It's just a it's a mile off the mark of what you experience when you see the transition. At the like, I've never even heard of so. this. This is not something I was aware of. It's at not all. really out yet. Yeah. It's, it's going to be released in theaters on the twenty seventh and and seventeenth, and that's it. It was out for one day in in the in the UK, and then it ran on BBC oh, shit. for a okay. while. There's a moment where it it, trans, it transitions from the type of footage you've seen before, where it's like all sped up and grainy, and and it's just it looks like you're looking at a 
otherworldly thing. And you're saying it, there's one moment in there. That there's, really... a, there's a because it's it happens. It, it it doesn't give away the ghost early. It, it starts with black and white, the same vibe that you're kind of used okay. to, and then and then there's this. There's just a moment, and it's absolutely stunning. You literally see like people come to it come to life on the screen and you see ghosts and then the story that that he puts together he got he hired voiceover people he he identified the patches on the guys uniforms and and like recognized where what town they'd be from and then hired voiceover people from that town to like lip read and fill in the background and it just it's an it's an incredible moment of film watching and i can't highly i can't recommend it highly enough and this is the film the mortal engines by Yes, Peter Jackson's other film this year, The Mortal <laughs> Engines. <laughs> Matt, was that your number one? No, no. Number one uh, was the kids getting rescued out of the cave in Thailand. If if that was ever, if there was ever a thing that happened to planet Earth that everyone was just like, yeah, I needed that. <laughs> Everything about it was lovely. Even weren't though they, Elon Musk tried to do it. Weren't that. they rescued by a pedophile, though? Yeah, right, Isn't exactly. That? But it had everything. It had entertainment. It had, it had horse shit scandal. It had uplift. It, had, it was days long. You're on the edge of your seat the whole time. Everyone was at least partially mo- emotionally invested in it across the planet, probably, at the same time. What a what a thing! It reminded me of the the remember the Chilean uh, cave yeah, uh, guys. Exactly. It reminded me of that. Yeah, exactly. Like, like every now and then you get you get something that like worldwide everyone just concerned about. Yeah. Well, what was coolest about this one? It, it had it was guys captain a cave, but then they're even kids, so it's even more sad. But this one had like a lot of science involved too. Like I guess yeah. the cave extra- extraction did too. But I remember just like when they would show those like charts of what the caves looked like. It's like oh that's pretty. Never thought about that. Under some mountains, there's this. Yeah. That's how the system works, and those fucking get some more cra- kids trapped in caves. That way, we can be. Yeah, everyone, go look, go look in the caves nearby, and check them out. Cool, yeah. man. <laughs> and my list. Normally, I think I, I I would I would say in most years my, my kind of list would be like more pop culture based, but I feel like I've done a lot of actual things this year, like lived actual life for the first time in a while, and so my things are more. I know, right? Clap, clap. Uh, but my number five is the movie Paddington Two. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Joey. Which not only do I just love, but I also love what it means to this group. Like, there's a few movies that, like, have become essentially memes within our fantasy baseball league. There is Spring Breakers. There is now Paddington 2. And not only do I love both those movies, but I just love that they both will always instill debate and arguments. I'm never commenting on Spring Breakers again. Until you watch it. I just, I love that movie. I mean, like... Last year, 2017, when Get Out came out in February, and I watched that movie in theaters, I was like, there's a good chance that my favorite movie of the year is one that I saw in February. And I was just like, "That it's crazy. Like, I, like it was so good. And it, was, it wound up being like top two or top three or whatever. The movie was so good so early in the year that I was like, I can't imagine many movies, if any, beating this. And then when Paddington 2 came out in January this year, I had that same moment. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to see a better movie this year than this talking bear movie so i'm gonna ask a, a, a i promise this isn't a snarky question i mean it genuinely we've all seen paddington 2 here right you've seen it yeah and you you it. saw it too only half of it okay but you get the gist i can't wait to watch the rest of it <laughs> <laughs> why i think it's so smart and good and pure and just overall like it, it surpasses what a child's movie should be and I just think that there's like it just Wait, what do you mean by that like tech technologically or and like effort wise? I think in terms of like you know, I don't watch a lot of kids' movies because I don't have kids. I'm sure you you've seen Frozen a thousand times this year, you've seen my neighbor Totoro a thousand times this year. But like I think that you know, there's a s there's a, a couple movies that like anyone can enjoy, and I think that this is a movie that whether yeah, my you're my neighbor Totoro is one of them. 
Yeah. Well, that was where and I was going to go with it. Two, probably. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, that's, there's the, that's the benchmark for there's me. There's certain movies, I think, that, like, because you could watch, like, I'm sure there's even, like, you know, Pixar has a really high success rate, but, like, you can't watch, like, The Good Dinosaur more than, like, once or twice without wanting to maybe never see that movie again or maybe see any movie again. You know what I, I mean? I like, sleep in the theater watching The Good Dinosaur. Although there is a moment where, where both the kid and the dinosaur trip on acid in the movie, and, like, that's in the movie, and it's kind of incredible. Just let me just also point out when you have kids, whether you want to watch a movie more than twice, like, you learn that lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Right quick. <laughs> but I just think that it's so good and so smart, and I think that like there's callbacks later in the movie, and like I'm just really looking forward to seeing it again in the next couple of weeks to like find How many times have rankings. you actually seen it? I've only it. seen it twice. So I haven't, I haven't seen it like a ton, but I also don't watch movies more than once a lot. And when I see a movie more than... Because there's, so, there's so many movies that I want to see for the first time that when I, I feel like... And again, this is not like patting myself on the back, but I just think that in terms of how I watch things, when I take the time to watch something a second time, like it's special to me. Also, for that record, I just watched Assassination Nation today, which is a movie that I think, like Spring Breakers, will probably anger more people than it'll than will like capture what I love about it. But that might be my favorite movie of the year. It's so goddamn weird and unique and singular and special, and just like it's 2018 in a movie, really, in for for good and bad things. Not Paddington too. Assassination, Assassination Nation. Caves? No, oh. but it's it, are there windbreakers? <laughs> Maybe. Possibly. Hugh, Hugh Grant was really good in Paddington. Hugh Grant is really good. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. And the, sh- the show-stopping dance number, you know, at the end. Uh, number four, my fourth favorite thing is just growing the podcast network as in general. You know, we started three years ago, me and my friend it's Mike. An, it's an empire now. It was one show in 2015, and then we added three in April 2016. And now we're up to 23 or 24 shows. Like, it's just, it's crazy to me. You know, we still don't have, like, a massive fan base, but just the amount of people, the amount of effort it takes to just keep this ship afloat like i spend a lot of time doing this kind of stuff and that just it means so much to me to have like these friendships and like you know we wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the network you know what i mean like we would maybe be hanging out because it's my birthday spoilers but so so a spoiler for aging yeah <laughs> so dear listener feel free to go to patreon.com slash cage club and do- donate a dollar mm-hmm I have At some least, ideas for the Patreon. Because uh, there's a lot of work being put into this empire of podcasts. And fucking pay for content, wouldn't you? And last time Joey provided snacks, this time he did not. So I can only assume that, yeah, the, yeah, that, yeah. He, that the, the profits... The financial situation dire. is dire. It's a, it's a different financial situation. No, it was mostly that I had a party the week before last time, and now I, have, I haven't I have seen people in person in a while, and so it was a different overall vibe. We're at the end of Q4. <laughs> <laughs> the funds are really... Truly. They're out the door. So that's number four. Number we three... We didn't eat so much goddamn smart food last time around. There might have been something left for this one. Number three, uh, trigger warning. I'm sorry, Mance, but number three is winning the Fantasy Baseball League this year. Ah, God damn it! It's just... Hey. You spend. I, we, we all spend so much of us time and so much effort on this stupid thing for not that much. I mean, like it's a, it's a, a lot of money, but like the amount of effort we put into it for like the payoff that we get, it's not. You know, it's it's a it's a. What lot are you of looking at me for? I'm not a gift horse. It's an it's an unrealistic. I'm unrealistic. No, is why, I'm, is why I'm looking to the right. It, it's an unhealthy emotional commitment. You can't win it and then call it stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said I said the amount of time is stupid. I'm not saying the league is stupid. I love this league. I plan on winning this year. <laughs> All right, well, we will see you uh, at the draft. But it's you've just, got the amount of guile necessary. I accidentally got drunk, <laughs> 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 like while doing this. So I don't know I, how it happened, but I um, just I just love it. Uh, the, the league itself, like even if I don't win, like I still love the fact that we have a, a, a message thread that annoys me more often than like entertains me but like it's just so good to have like a group of people that like when i have something to share with people and i don't know who to share it with like just you can just 
there's somebody who will care or somebody who at least like humor the uh, the notion of like clicking on a link or something so and just you know thank you all for being so your real favorite thing friends. is human connection basically yeah, yeah. surrounded by just with it that <laughs> human connection where i'm deemed the winner yeah, yeah. i'm the best <laughs> hey no that's that's a nice that's a nice year it's a nice thing to happen in a year number two uh what going to know? scotland I wouldn't know. Your cousin's wedding, Real and Tina. Shout out Real and Tina. Aforementioned, yeah. It was very expensive. Shout out Tina. Forget Real. Tina's the best. They may be living in the United States of America by the time this podcast hits the uh, streets. This this podcast will be out this year, you know. (laughs) It was such a good week. I mean, it was an expensive week, but it was just so much fun, and, like, the weather couldn't be better, and, like, going to bars, making friends with, like, random Scottish people, because everybody over there is nice, and we're just, like, in this tiny, idyllic seaside town. And we basically took over the town and just going to restaurants and seeing like other people in the wedding group like there because there's only like four places to eat. And like it's just such a weird, cool destination weddings can be like obnoxious. But this one, when you're there with so many friends and people that you want to spend time with, it's just awesome. Lovely. It was a great week. And my number one favorite thing, more expensive than Scotland, was buying a house. I just think, you know, I, I didn't I never knew if it was something that I wanted. But now that I bought it, I'm just like, I can't. Like, this is, like, I, I lucked into this place, I think. Like, this is, compared to what other places in this area that, like, what this cost, this is, I got lucky, so. Do you think you'll die here? <laughs> God, I hope not. It's a great place. <laughs> well, thank you. And, you know, speaking of our fantasy baseball league, we are, I'm hosting the draft here in three months, so we will have many more loud assholes, straight white men. There's a terrifying amount of Nicolas Cage here Most of in these, this house. I don't buy, so like, that was a gift, the blanket was a gift, don't, the don't. doormat was a Joey. gift. <laughs> also, when you, you say that, when you say that was a gift, no one knows what you're talking about. The, the, the audio art from England was a gift, the blanket was a gift from my sister, the floor mat was a gift from my friend. I mean, the fact that Everybody's first instinct when they want to buy you a gift is to buy you a Nick Cage. <laughs> it, it doesn't. It, it helps prove my point more than <laughs> sure. No, one of the, one of the saddest things. You're also things. wearing a shirt with Nicholas Cage's <laughs> face on it, it right it now. Is. You named your podcast network after we Nicolas did. Cage. When I had my housewarming, like I had five or six people, literally five or six people, send me a link to this like Nicholas Cage sequin pillow, where like you could rub the sequins and it would show his face. Like it was just like his his face hidden behind sequins. And I was like, I'm gonna have so many of these pillows. And then not one person bought it for me they were just like taunting me with the idea of this you hear that joey's friends yeah buy me a pillow all right so we're getting Hold on, real quick should we all just blast out worst thing of 2018 my vote colin jost head writer of snl fuck that guy he sucks pretty bad uh pretty yeah, bad yeah he yeah I'm, I'm not a fan either but i don't know worst thing about 2018 that's a tough one there are a lot of really bad things oh, about I got 2018. One. i got one hold on both we're, of my parents died. Of the, oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're cutting that <laughs> Both yeah. of them in a couple months. It's true. October and June. Uh, Tom, what was your thing? Clearly, Colin Jones. I mean, yeah, that too. <laughs> Calling you out, Colin Jones. <laughs> Get your ass down here. I'll fuck you up. How many parents you got, Colin? Get in the ring, motherfucker. <laughs> Fighting in the age of loneliness. Against a, a mall security guard for fighting in the CD. age of SNL sucking dicks. <laughs> All right, well, we will see you in two weeks for our hundred to eighty-one. Joe, countdown. you cannot cut any of that out. I'm not going to. <laughs> the top of the bottom twenty of the of the hundred greatest songs of the '80s and '90s coming in two weeks, right here on CageClub.me. Listen to the rain on the roof go Pit, pity, pat Pit, pity, pat Sit, kitty, cat We won't get home for hours Relax and